Winter is coming. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of what I'm calling Winter Odyssey, Journeys Through the Cold. Now this is a new series from the Adventure Games podcast where we will be travelling to some of the most remote and coldest locations in the world through adventure and narrative games. So we will be able to travel to these remote and cold locations all through the comfort of our homes. Now, before we get to the episode, just a very brief background and introduction. Uh, I have always loved the snow, and I'm one of these weird people who really likes winter. Um, I don't want it to be winter all year round, but I don't dread winter. I do like uh, the, the, sh- the sh- long, the dark evenings. I don't know, it feels cozy putting on the fire. Um, and when there's snow, I'm a kid again, and I love going out in the snow. Unfortunately, in Ireland, where I live, uh, there isn't much of snow, just a lot of rain, and it does get cold, but we generally have boring weather. But when we do get snow, um, I love it. Um, and I also love playing games, mainly adventure and narrative games, set in winter, um, and set in snow in particular, and the more snow, the better. And I've always loved to go to either the Arctic or the Antarctic, or any of these remote cold locations. I have a real fascination with these locations, just something about how remote they are. And I love watching movies set in these locations. I love reading books. And I especially love playing games, uh, reading books, or watching movies about you know setting these cold locations in winter. So I started by doing research and searching for narrative and adventure games set in these cold locations or set in winter and then I got this idea for this series so maybe other people might uh, be interested as well I don't know but if you are if you do like adventure narrative games set in winter set in cold locations set in the Arctic and Antarctic and other cold locations then this series could be for you so I'm going to talk about uh, some the narrative and adventure games in these locations that I have played and that I haven't. So these aren't going to be long reviews. They're going to be quick recaps of the games. I will say when I have and haven't played games. Uh, so most of these games, at least, I would uh, recommend that I have played. And then I'll give a brief recap on games that I haven't played. And I will include links in the show notes uh, so people can find out more um, if it interests them. So we'll be going every week from now until Christmas. We will be uh, going to one location. So uh, this week I will be talking about games that are set in the Arctic and Alaska. Um, and we talk about some games set in these locations. And then we'll be going on to uh, Canada. We'll be going to the US, Eastern Europe, Northern Europe, Antarctica. And then I'll be talking about some Christmas games right on time for Christmas. So uh, make sure to subscribe and uh, hope you enjoyed this series as well. Uh, there'll be some rambling for me, especially about games that I haven't played. But as I said, hopefully this will provide you with a list of winter adventure and narrative games. Uh, and uh, if there are any games that I have missed out, uh, please let me know. You can get in touch with 
the on Info the Adventure Games podcast or join our any of our social media, which will be in uh, the show notes and in uh, in our Discord as well. Uh, so with that out of the way, let us continue. Uh, I will also include trailers of some of these games as well. So um, so yeah, let us start with uh, with the first narrative and adventure games set in Arctic and Alaska. Now, to kick this series off, the very first game that I am going to talk about is Arctic Awakening. So, Donovan seems to be handling his predicament well. All things considered, I mean. Sure it's this way? I do want to help in any way I can, Kai. You can help by staying out of it. Oh, thank God. I thought I'd lost you. Was that Donovan I heard on the radio? What, you're spying on me now? I got a cover, Boy Scout. Landed by some big-ass silos. Power station, maybe? Wait, power station? Out here? Hey, Donovan. Donovan, you copy? Arctic Awakening is a first-person narrative adventure game set in, you guessed it, the Arctic. In this game, you play as Kai, who is a pilot, and you are flying over Alaska. It's in the near future, and your companion is a guy called Donovan, and you are also with a court-mandated therapy robot, robot called Alfie. On your flight over Alaska... A big storm hits, it cuts your plane in two, and you crash into the ground. Now, your friend Donovan, he was on the tail end of the plane. You were obviously in the front, along with your uh, therapy robot. Luckily, you all survive, and you were able to communicate with Donovan through radio. Now, your ultimate objective is to find Donovan, who has badly hurt his leg, and then for the two of you to find rescue and to escape. Uh, in the meantime, the first objective you have is to, well, survive the night. And to do that, you need to gather firewood and build a fire and, uh, well, survive the night on the plane. Uh, so this is a first-person game. It is a um, narrative-driven exploration game or walking simulator, uh, it looks like. And it looks really interesting for a few reasons. So, first of all, it's set in a small Alaskan town, and it is uh, the graphics uh, look absolutely fantastic. It does look like, like it's indie, it's not AAA, but you can still see that a lot of care and love and attention to detail was put in. You leave footprints in the snow, and you can really, really feel like you are in this harsh, inhospitable environment. It really feels cold. Um, and everything from the plane to the environment as well, which will play a big role in the game when it's released. Um, also, according to the developer, it's an open world adventure game, and there aren't many of those. 
So uh, you can travel around. You will have objectives, but you can travel around uh, just r really anywhere you want to. Uh, that is what, according to the developer, we'll see how open world it is, but still it looks really, really interesting. Uh, from the trailer and from the demo that I played, uh, the voice acting is uh, really, really good. The dialogue is good. Uh, most of the dialogue will be between your character Kyle, Kai and um, the robot, Alfie. And uh, you can choose. So you have choices that you make during in this game. Uh, you can choose how you respond to the robot, to your companion. And these choices will have an effect on the story and on your character. Uh, it will affect the relationship that you have with uh, with the robot and possibly the other characters you meet. Uh, you also have to make choices uh, throughout the game and mainly explore. Now, when I played the demo, I really enjoyed it overall. Um, I there, There's one slight concern is the open world nature, which I'm sure will appeal to a lot of people. Um, but we'll see if, uh, I, I did get lost during the demo, so, uh, I hope that there will be some more markers, or at least even if they're optional, to help people, uh, like me who get lost easily, easily in games. Um, also, uh, do you have to contend with possibly there are animals, uh, for example, there is a possibility of a bear in the demo that you have to try and get away, uh, from your location. And yeah, it looks very interesting. This is something that was on my radar ever since I heard about it. It's not out yet. Officially, it's going to be released in 2023. At this stage, I don't think it will be released in 2023. I may still be wrong, but I imagine it will be released in 2024. Uh, now, this game is uh, being developed and published currently by Goldfire Studios. And if you want to know more about this game and the development of this game, you can listen to my interview with the developer, James Sampson. Uh, he went into detail about the development where he went full method in the development of this game. Uh, he went into uh, isolation himself to live in an isolated environment to see what it would be like. He also took flying lessons to learn how to fly a plane, much like the main character, and other things he did as well. So he really, really went above and beyond um to uh to make this game that you know most people wouldn't do so it's really really fun interview i had with him and uh, yeah this game is set to be released on pc and consoles uh i imagine it will be 2024 no official release date no specific release date yet but i will be reviewing it on the podcast in the meantime you can wishlist it on steam and that game again is arctic awakening sticking with alaska is don't nod game tell me why should you play this game well yes and after this trailer i will uh tell you why whoa i just got hit with a flood of memories love you mom you seeing what i'm seeing mom allison yeah It doesn't matter that they don't believe us. We all believed that what happened that night was self-defense. But we couldn't be sure. It doesn't matter that they kept us apart. Brother, sister, we look out for each other. It doesn't matter that finding the truth 
feels impossible. We're all done with fairy tales. The only thing that matters is you're my brother. And the only way to move forward is to keep looking back. We've been getting these visions whenever we see or hear something really emotional. Everything we thought we knew about Marianne just got thrown out the window. She loved you. She attacked you. We both saw it. I thought coming here would be closing a chapter of our lives. Nothing good comes from stirring up old memories. We don't really have a choice about that. There's always a choice, son. I can't do this. In Tell Me Why, you play as reunited twins Tyler and Allison Ronan, who have returned to a small town in to a small town in Alaska, where they're originally from, and they are there to find out what happened to their mother. There to do that, they will need to explore the town, speak to people, uh, speak to their mother's friends and neighbors and people in that town, and they will need to explore the house where they grew up as well. Uh, then the question becomes, do they want to find out the truth because some things might be left undiscovered? And in this game, you will have to make choices like uh, Don't Nod previous games, uh, Life is Strange 1 and 2. Um, you will basically make choices in uh, what to do, in how to respond, and these decisions will influence the relationship, first of all, between the twins and between you and the other townsfolk. Now you get to play as both the twins as well. Uh, there's some other things, other, uh, other nice gameplay features as well. Uh, both the twins have a supernatural bond and you can use this to uh, relive a, a different childhood memories. Now sometimes they might remember things differently. So um, to using this bond, uh, you can then visit the places and you can then uh, rediscover what really happened based on uh, both of their memories. And you can combine the memories and you can come closer to finding the truth. There is also a series of puzzles in the game. Uh, in the game, you will uh, uncover a book. It is about the fantasy world, the Book of Goblins, and there are puzzles in this book, and this book will help you with some puzzles in this game, for example, lockpicking puzzles, and that they're never too difficult, but uh, it's quite nice and done very, very well. Uh, another thing that is rather unique about this game is this is one of the very few games, adventure or otherwise, uh, that has um, a person who is transgender as uh, one of the main characters. And uh, don't nod. They uh, they worked closely with uh, with um, cultural mental health and gender advocates uh, to try and be as accurate as possible. 
And now while I'm probably not the right person to talk about this, in my opinion, from the very little I know about this subject, it does feel realistic and accurate. And what I like is uh, a couple of things. First of all, they didn't make this game about uh, this character. Uh, Tyler didn't make it about his choice to be... Um, well, to be transgender. Uh, they didn't make that to be the big thing in the game. They do discuss it in the game. It is a part of who he is, but it's not who he is. Uh, they still explore who he who he is, uh, flaws and all. And it's, it's really interesting and it feels very realistic. And I think it is great um, for representation. And, uh, and I think it can help people like myself kind of understand people like Tyler as well. Um, it's very well written, the game is. Uh, it is done with uh, compassion as well. There's some very difficult uh, topics that this game dis uh, discusses. Um, and uh, But uh, in my opinion, it's all done uh, very carefully and, as I said, with a lot of passion. Uh, the acting is done very, very well. It's uh, a, a real person who is transgender, who plays Tyler, and everybody else gives really, really good performance, really high-quality acting. Uh, and then the setting. Yes, it is Alaska. There is snow. Uh, this isn't maybe as uh, dangerous as in Arctic Awakening, but uh, Alaska is uh, definitely... That the setting plays a big role in this game and uh, there are some stunning locations you get to see some glaciers and some mountain ranges and it really really made me want to visit Alaska so um, yeah this is told over three chapters and this was released uh, as I said by Don't Nod and it was published by Xbox Game Studios it was released uh, all the way back on the 27th of August 2020 and it is available, obviously, for PC and for Xbox. And uh, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, characters really good, look really good, and it has a really good cold winter setting that you can play from the comfort of your own home. And it's a really unique game from Don't Not Studios that is, in my opinion, almost just as good, or probably just as good as the first two Life is Strange games. So, uh, bravo, Don't Not. And the game, again, is Tell Me Why. So, since we are in Alaska, then it probably makes sense to talk about a game called, well, you guessed it, Alaska. It's just beautiful, isn't it? This place. I come to this river every day, just to embrace the beauty. The town doesn't even need fish today, but I come here anyway, just to relax. Kenneth McWilliams calling from Silka. We have a little incident developing here. Well, someone has been... murdered.
I'll kill him! I swear to you, I'll kill him! No! Nothing happened! Nothing will happen! I've seen how he looks at you! How he looks at my wife! We don't even see him that often! I bet he does this in every town he lands in! He doesn't deliver mail! He delivers divorce papers! So in Alaska, the game, you play as uh, Blake, who is living on his own in the final frontier. And this game, developers say, can be split into two parts. The first part, you will be living normal life in Alaska. Uh, you'll be living a simple life. You'll be going fishing. You'll be going hunting. Um, and you will be uh, spending time with your neighbors. You'll be ice skating. Uh, and then, however, in a second part, you find someone has been murdered. There's a dead body on the uh, plane strip. So you need to, again, investigate and speak to your neighbors and find out uh, who committed the murder. So this game is from indie developer Rectangle Games. It's really a one-person studio. Uh, Rectangle Games, uh, they also made Cameo CCT. CCTV Detective, which I played and I really enjoyed, so I would uh, be very happy to play this. It's got a mostly positive uh, rating on Steam. Uh, people seem to be in agreement that it is a short uh, and simple, but very good indie game. Uh, it's a combination of investigative, of simulation and adventure. Um, and um, you can tell from the graphics that it's it's probably it is indie, but they look quite nice. Um, and it's hard to believe that one person made this because it's it looks better than many games made by uh, whole teams um so yeah i'm looking forward to playing this game and it seems to be another perfect game if you want to play a cozy adventure game uh, set in alaska uh i think the, the title gives it away uh so as i said both the simulation and a murder mystery investigative adventure game uh this game is alaska from rectangle games and it can be played on steam and the final narrative game that is set in Alaska that I'm going to talk about is The Red Lantern. Let's go assemble us a team, huh, Chomper? We need four more pups to start training. Okay, I know I barely have enough food for all of us, but that's part of the adventure, right? We're going to find our food. We're gonna live off the land. Who knows what's out there? Well, besides bears. And wolves. And weasels. And caribou. And lots of creatures, honestly. And soon us. But it'll be amazing. We're gonna follow our hearts and our stomachs to find our way home. We're out here to become a real dog musher and, you know, hopefully one day win a race or two. So let's go. Let's get out there and live wildly. Live the life that feels true to us. In The Red Lantern, you play as a musher 
who has made a rather rash decision of wanting to start a new life in Alaska. Then along with your best friend, Chumper, you need to assemble a dog sledding team of four other dogs and you embark on a journey to find your new home. Now, in this journey, you need to choose uh, four dogs and all of them have their own unique personalities and their own stories to discover. And then you need to guide them on the sled. Uh, now, I haven't played this game yet myself, but it looks really, really nice. The graphics, it is definitely an indie game. But again, like with Arctic Awakening and like with Tell Me Why, it's uh, some really lovely snowy locations and there are dogs in it. So, I mean, who doesn't like dogs, right? Uh, they all look cute and adorable. Uh, there are choices that you have to make uh, when you are uh, riding the sleigh. You need to go left and right and avoid dangers. Uh, you need to take care of your dogs. This is a bit of a resource management game as well from what I can read. You need to collect meat, uh, care for them at the camp and make sure that they're able to rest. Uh, you can train the dogs after you reach the cabin and you can upgrade the sleigh and then you can adopt the remaining dogs. And once you reach the cabin, you can then relax with Zen mode and you can sit back and let the dogs run free. So this looks really good. Now, from what I read, there were some... Uh, issues that other people had with the game as I said I have not played it myself but in this game you die quite a bit which means that the dogs also die from what I've read so if that is triggering for you and let's face it probably is uh, then just be aware uh, other people have said as well that there isn't a whole lot of gameplay even when you are uh, riding the sleigh you just go left or right and it would have liked some more gameplay but um Again, from the voice trailer, from the trailer, the voice acting seems good. It looked really nice. Uh, this is, uh, it's a linear story-driven story narrative game uh, where you can pet several dogs. And uh, it has got a mostly positive review on Steam. And uh, yeah, so it is available on PC. And, uh, and yeah, so you can feel free to check it out. And it has some very nice vistas in Alaska as well. So it will probably be the closest at least that I will come to being a musher, uh, riding a sleigh with dogs. Love to do that in, in the future. But for now, you can do this uh, in The Red Lantern. And this game was developed and published by Timberline Studios. And you can play it on PC and on Nintendo Switch. And now we head to Greenland, where I'm going to talk about not one, but two horror adventure games set in a research station there. And the first game I'm going to talk about is Enclosure 3D.
Enclosure 3D is a remaster of the game Enclosure, which was originally released in 2004 by Fimo Duo Entertainment, and Mossimus then redid the game and added 3D effects to this game. So originally, it was uh, inspired by the early classic Sierra games, uh, has an EGA look, and what Mossimus has done is he has kept this EGA look, but added 3D effects to it. So I will uh, talk a little bit about that and how it looks and what it adds to the game in just a bit. But first about the game itself. So you play Mike Goodman, who along with your uh, girlfriend Sarah, you are, um, well, you say that you are psychics, and uh, but really you, uh, Mike, is a con man. And there's a very funny intro sequence where your girlfriend Sarah is speaking to an elderly woman, uh, pretending to talk to her husband who has died. And uh, it all goes terribly, terribly wrong. And she leaves in a huff. And worst of all, you don't, don't get paid. So Mike is in the pub and he is complaining about how he doesn't have any money. And then a not at all suspicious man in a suit, he overhears Mike. And he says uh, he invites him to his Arctic base in Greenland, where that he's a millionaire. His dad worked on the base, and apparently there have been some ghostly goings on. So he is uh, he invites Mike and his girlfriend to come along to help investigate along with the team. And oh, also they will each be paid ten thousand uh, dollars afterwards, um, regardless of what happens. So uh, sounds too good to be true. Well, they're desperate for money, so off they go. Uh, to the Arctic base in Greenland. Now there is a team there. There's a there are other psychics. There's a botanist, and there's a head of security who really doesn't like you, and he lets you know from the very beginning. Uh, I liked all the characters. They're all very well rounded with clearly defined motivations. Uh, and now, in terms of gameplay, what is interesting is this is a text parser game. So you type. Uh, talk to name of person and you automatically talk to that person. Uh, I'm sure if you've ever played any the early Sierra games, you know how it works. Uh, you can also uh, type the full verbs as the game. You don't have to type the full verbs as the game recognizes the first letter. So T for talk, L for look, and it really helps avoid frustration. Um, there are also a few keyboard shortcuts with F6. Uh, it'll tell you which characters are in the room and it'll give you a quick bio of the character as well and describe what's happening in the room and this really helps as well if you're looking for objects uh, if you've forgotten about the character who they are because there's quite a few of them this comes in handy um, now uh, you can also control the character by the arrow keys on your keyboard and you can use your mouse to check the settings at the top of the screen uh, now the controls are mostly easy to use but at times it's necessary to stand in exactly the right spot in order to talk to a, to a character or pick up an object, uh, which can get quite frustrating. So you need to be in exactly facing the character and in the correct spot as well. But again, didn't spoil the game, uh, really. Now about uh, 3D. So originally 2D, we all pretty know what it would look like, EGA, uh, pixelated graphics. With the 3D, um, it's it's interesting. It's really curious. It mightn't be. It mightn't really add to story too much as such, but it does really help the game. It makes the game feel more cinematic. So, for example, uh, we first see the 3D effect when the title zooms in. Uh, then, when you enter a room, the camera will zoom in and out, 
Uh, and uh, so it does have a more modern and cinematic feel, um, if anything at all. But it still maintains the look and feel of an early Sierra AGI game. Uh, and that has been one of the criticisms that a lot of people have of um, 3D games is how the game looks, how the game plays, and they prefer the 2D look. Well, this game has managed to have similar to a 2D look, but with 3D and with the advantages that that brings as well, making the game feel more cinematic and modern as well. So it certainly is unique and original, and uh, I can't think of any other game as well uh, like it. Now with the sound as well, the original version of Enclosure uh, was pretty much like the early Sierra games with boops and beeps that the games of that era had. But the sound has also been remastered as well and this really really helps with the tension in the game. Uh, regarding the the story, so as I said you, uh, you arrive in the Arctic base um, trying to investigate go ghostly goings on. There's uh, you meet up with uh, Inuits as well, and you try and find out more about them and see how they're involved in the story. And uh, then people might start dying, and you have to try and survive and find out what is going on. Uh, so it is a bit like Agatha Christie meets the Thing. Uh, overall, I liked the story; I thought it was well written, but a couple of things did let it down a little bit for me. Uh, towards the end, there is a very difficult stealth sequence. Um, and even with the video and written walkthrough, and I still mess around with the settings to try and speed up the game, slow down this game, uh, I still had a huge amount of difficulty getting past it. And I nearly gave up. Now, I persevered and I got through the sequence eventually, but not until I had a lot of frustration. Uh, and then the ending itself, the ending resolution, uh, resolution and revelation, it was a little bit disappointing. Um, I won't spoil it, and it certainly didn't spoil the game, but I was hoping for a little bit more. It, all I say, it wasn't... Uh, it, well, Agatha Christie, it really wasn't. But it still was, you know, the, the game overall, the story was pretty good as well. Um, the puzzles overall, they're probably not too difficult. It's usually relatively clear what you need to do with your inventory uh, objects. Um, now, one of the issues that I had, however, is that I spent a lot of the time aimlessly wandering around the research station, looking for characters, trying to trigger cutscenes to advance the plot. So uh, one way that this could have helped is uh, a map. You do find a map in the game, but I would have liked to have more access to a map all the time to try and figure out where I was in the research station. Uh, a lot of the rooms also look the same. You've spent a lot of time going down corridors. Uh, so be prepared for that, which, as I said, looked the same. And uh, and uh, it's, uh, it becomes a little bit dull and tiresome. Now, what I would have liked is if there had been some more objectives that you could say, okay, maybe go to this room or do you need to find this character and do this, um, which I think would have helped. Uh, there are some fun death sequences in this game. Uh, now, they usually do give you ample warning and are usually quite logical. For example, if you go outside in the Arctic in the middle of winter without a jacket, you will die. Thankfully, there's a jacket hanging by the door. So if you pick up the jacket and go outside, then it uh, uh, it should save you. Um, there is uh, an arcade sequence. Um, well, first of all, you have to uh, land a helicopter, do, make an emergency landing, and then uh, you're on a ski sled. Uh, I didn't 
uh, funnily enough, I didn't have any issue with these <laughs> sequences. Uh, usually I do, but uh, some people may find them frustrating as well. But I managed to complete them without dying, which was a surprise. Uh, and again, on our team of uh, Winter Odyssey, uh, it it is a cold game. That uh, it does feel cold when you're wandering around a research station, and I think it uh, it is realistic in that sense that uh, the characters are well dressed for the for the weather, and the weather itself can kill you, as I said. So it's the perfect game to play in winter. So with all that said, despite some of these drawbacks, if you are looking for something a little bit retro, something similar to the early Sierra games, uh, there aren't many t uh, games where you have to type. Uh, to play these games and this is one of them it has great atmosphere it gets very tense and uh, and I would highly recommend it and also another great thing about this is it is completely free and you can play this game you can download it from itch.io or steam and uh, you can then play the game so again perfect game to play especially in winter when you're hopefully cozy inside your house and uh, the game again is Enclosure 3D and it was developed originally by Fimo Duo Entertainment and it is remade and now published by Mosimus and you can check out uh, his work and this game does well, who knows, it would be uh, really nice if early Sierra games uh, could get this treatment, could have this modern cinematic feel in 3D, but still play as 2D games. So we shall see. But for now, uh, you can check this game out, Enclosure 3D. So staying in Greenland, we're heading to another research station, and this one is called Alpha Polaris. Al, look at that. A hell of a light show. Like the sky itself was burning. Such profound beauty. sacrificial sight of some kind. That thigh bone, it's human. You're having a nightmare. Wake up! No, no, I can't. It just starts over. told me there was a spirit worshipped by hunting tribes. You said you had another article. No. I need that article. Nova! Wake up! I can't. It's too dark. Don't come near me. I'll kill you too. Alpha Polaris is a horror adventure game that takes inspiration once again from The Thing, uh, 
to a bit of Lovecraft, and it also uh, deals with certain Inuit legends as well, and some environmental themes. So in this game, in Alpha Polaris, you play as Rune, who is a young Norwegian student who is staying as a guest on the Alpha Polaris research station. Uh, he is studying, he's writing a thesis on polar bears, and uh, luckily enough, uh, he, a polar bear, just happens to wander by as well. Um, you also meet some of the other characters on the research station, including Al, who is the leader. Uh, he has discovered a crevasse filled with oil, and uh, he's uh, found some human bones and some and a picture as well with some pictograms. And uh, don't want to say too much else, but uh, something might not be quite right with what is going on as well. Uh, so um, you have to. So in this game, you have to explore this station, meet the characters, find out what is going on, and survive as well uh, in this research station. Um, that there may be something supernatural, or again, it may not be, but you have to see what happens as well. Uh, now, this I quite like this game when I played this quite a, uh, what a few years ago, like three, four years ago now. Um, it's again, it's it's an indie game. It mightn't have the highest production values. Uh, not everything might work, but a lot of it does. I think the story is really intriguing. It is a slow burning story. Uh, it's character driven as well, and uh, I quite like the characters. They were all well written. Uh, the voice acting was pretty good, and they sounded kind of Norwegian and Scandinavian to me. Um, I thought uh, it was very well written. It ratchets up the tension uh, as the game draws more. I thought it looked beautiful as well. Once again, in this Arctic setting, I think this uh, the, the scenery did look varied enough, uh, considering it's set mostly on this uh, research station. I never found it too dull uh, or, or too samey. Um, and uh, it's it, it gets there are some really cool dream sequences in the game as well, and I was always left guessing what is going on, uh, who is this, what, just just what's happening, and I really wanted to help the characters as well. Um, it also there's some really nice small details in this game that not a lot of other games do. For example. Uh, this is a very small thing, but one thing I really liked is the characters sleep under the bed sheets. Now, most of the time in games, they sleep over the sheets in bed. And the reason is because it's very difficult to draw characters under sheets. That is, uh, it's very it's very time-consuming, quite expensive, I'm sure, and not a lot of people would notice. But I really liked how the developers um, just went the extra mile to add this detail. And there's some details like that as well. Uh, to some nice character portraits as well. And uh, it's a third-person point-and-click game. Uh, the puzzles are mainly easy enough. You use inventory. There are some logical puzzles. You have to get the generator working and uh, studying these bones and artifacts. Uh, it's not too difficult. There are some puzzles that I had some difficulty with, but for the most part as well, you do get to see the Northern Lights, which is pretty spectacular and really really beautiful as well uh also uh there is uh there is a sex scene which uh just happens pretty much out of nowhere and i did find it a little bit jarring it um it, it did feel kind of like it came from nowhere 
then again, if you are stuck in the Arctic uh, on the research station and all of these horrifying things are happening, well, then I guess uh, things like that are going to happen. Uh, but uh, overall, I really like this game, Alpha Prolaris. It uh, was released originally in 2011 by Turmoil Games, who are based in Finland. And uh, it was then released in 2015 in uh, on Steam. So it's perfect game to play for Halloween. Perfect creepy, tense atmosphere. Very well written. Looks very nice as well with some puzzles as well that I think people will enjoy. Uh, unfortunately, I don't believe the developers uh, made any other games afterwards. Uh, so it really is a shame because I would have loved to see what they could have done after this. But uh, for now, we have Alpha Polaris and best, well, great, not the best thing, but a great, another great thing about this game is it is free uh, for some reason. Uh, you can play this game for free. It's also not too long, about four or five hours as well. So not too long, not too short. And yeah, I would really highly recommend this. Uh, Alpha Polaris horror adventure game. And you can play this and download it for free on Steam. And now for something completely different. For this final game of this episode, I'll be talking about a rather surreal game released a few years ago called Welcome to Elk. first glance, Welcome to Elk looks like a surreal, cute comedy game. Uh, but the more you play it, you get to see that there is quite a bit more under the surface uh, to this game. So in this game, you play as Frigg, who is living in uh, the big city, and uh, they want to trade that to live, go in a small town. So they take on an apprenticeship in Elk uh, when she arrives. 
Uh, she thinks that the slower life will be boring. They don't even have internet. But then once she meets the different characters, uh, she finds out that they're quite colourful and it's quite an interesting place to live as well. There are different stories uh, which are based on true stories uh, the developers say from people that they know. And sometimes these games are humorous. They're quite funny. Others are quite dark and quite tragic. Uh, there is uh, one character who thinks that we're all dead. Uh, this uh, game also deals with alcoholism and uh, with, well, as I mentioned, death as well and abuse as well. So it's um, there's some violence. There's some really one or two nasty characters in this game as well, uh, which again, I didn't expect looking at the graphics. Um, but uh, it's, again, it's a fantastically told story. All of the stories you can tell that they're very personal. Uh, the graphics as well, they're, they're quite cute and quite charming. Uh, the gameplay, mostly you running around, doing odd jobs for people, but there are some mini games. For example, you play cards, you play, you go fishing. Uh, all of them feel natural to the story as well. I never once felt that this felt odd. Uh, the character animation does look a little bit funny, uh, the way they move their hands. So this might, I don't know, this might be a little bit at odds with the sometimes serious nature of the story as well. Um, but uh, overall, I really liked it. There is no voice acting, but I don't think it, it really needed. I think that uh, the characters, the writing uh, really added to this game. Uh, it was a few years ago since I played it. Uh, it was originally released by Triple Topping Games on 17th of September 2020. And really great variety of stories on offer in this game. It's one uh, overarching story, but you get all these different stories as well. Uh, it is available on Steam on PC. And it was one of my favorite games of 2020. Yes, all the way back then. And uh, I would highly recommend people check it out. Now, in turn... Uh, Actually, I forgot to mention, um, I suppose it's not really a winter adventure game. Uh, it, it's never really explained uh, where exactly it's set, but I believe it's a version of Greenland and the Arctic as well. Uh, it is set in snow as well. It mightn't feel quite as cold as other games, but uh, it is definitely a cozy game, apart from some of the, as I mentioned, darker topics uh, mentioned in this game. But again, another nice game, another different kind of game to play i've spoke about some horror games as well just now but this is uh quite a nice cozy game to play especially in winter and uh yeah i would highly recommend people check it out it is called welcome to elk so i hope you enjoyed the first episode uh in our new series uh winter odyssey journeys winter odyssey journeys through the cold rather um and uh so we were in the arctic and i hope there's enough for everyone great variety of games to try out uh on well mainly a cold winter evening uh and for the next episode next week i will be talking about narrative games set in canada eh oh i i apologize uh that was really offensive i'd like to apologize to canadians listening and in other words what i'd like to say is I'm sorry, eh? Okay, again, I apologize. Speaking seriously, I hope I haven't offended anybody because genuinely, I love Canada. I love Canadians. I've been there before. I've spoken to Canadians. Uh, and I, it's one of my favorite countries. I would love to live there at some point in the future. 
But for next week, I am going to be talking about uh, adventure games. Again, different variety of adventure games set in Canada. Some of them, you have to learn how to survive. Middle of winter, North Canada. Uh, we'll also learn a, a little bit about Inuit history and Canadian history as well. Uh, so please join me as well. I hope you're warm and cozy wherever you are. And uh, I will speak to you then. Also, uh, keep listening out. There will be more reviews and interviews with game developers on our regular uh, episodes on the Adventure Games podcast. Uh, so until then, take care, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or a adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you